0: Welcome to Dig in the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the Online Dharma Institute. And I'm
1: John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center, and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer, and founder of Space to Meditate. <music> Greetings, Doug. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing all right, John. How about you? Well, I'm getting there. I have a kind
1: of an interesting week ahead, <laughs> having a new experience in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
0: I think it's, yeah, it's important to to discuss yeah, a little bit of yeah, that.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, uh, somehow I've been walking around the last, I don't know how many months with a, an aortic valve, which needs repair. And, uh, so I'm going to be going under the scalpel, uh, at Mount Sinai hospital, a great team sort of going through it. And of course, you know, surgeons like this have done thousands of these kind of surgeries. But I've not. <laughs> I haven't yeah. done one. So <laughs> New it's <to> like, you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, okay. So I thought it might be interesting to maybe talk today about fear and how our practice can really help us with fear. It also turns out that um <laughs> tonight I'm going to a birthday party <clears throat> and um it's a costume party, and uh, the friend whose party it is, I don't know about their sense of humor, but um, the costume, the theme of the costume party is come as your biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been trying to um, make a costume having to do with being buried alive, uh, which is my actual biggest fear.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, that's a um, bad
1: one. So it's kind of being an... I'm I'm playing with making an avalanche and and then wearing it. (laughs) So, but it is, you know, there's no question that um, our practice, our meditation practice and our mindfulness practice and our working with various aspects of this mind um, can be really, really helpful when it comes to working with fear.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think there's a lot to talk about here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that in the the early texts, uh fear is not really discussed a whole lot. Uh there's a very famous early text where the the Buddha talks about a time before he was enlightened when he was a the bodhisattva and he had uh terrible fear at night when he was meditating alone in the forest. Right. Um which, you know, I think we can all probably understand because you're out in the forests of India at night, meditating alone, and there's got to be all kinds of wild yeah. animals and, of course, you know, yeah. beings out there that you're not familiar with that might uh, do something nasty to you.
1: <laughs> well, and I think that one of the reasons they did that practice was specifically right to confront those fears. Yeah, and, I think. You know,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And then you know, as we were we mentioned to each other earlier, I mean, there's the teaching on metta. Which has to do with that, really? I mean, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that that one is is definitely very useful. Now, the, the the discussion of metta as a as an antidote to fear actually comes up in a commentary uh, to, I believe, it's commentary to the Dhammapada, where there's a story about how the Buddha sent some monks off to meditate in the forest. Right. And uh, they they came back to the Buddha because they they were, they were afraid, too afraid. afraid. Yeah, yeah. There were all kinds of beings out in the forest that seemed right. to be disturbing their meditation, which is another way of saying that they just got very scared. Yeah, and, yeah. And, he just and said, the Buddha oh, yeah,
1: yeah. offer them loving kindness. You know, it's
0: like, right? Yeah, as a kind of a mantra. You know, sort mm-hmm. of a protective mantra yeah. i mean it was he was he's i mean at least in the commentaries it's discussed that way as kind of a protective mantra to protect yourself against the ills of the world
1: yeah and i mean it is meant as i mean the the, the sutta itself the loving kind of sutta of course talks about protection you know it's it's about that to a great extent and and we protect each other in a sense but then there, you know, there are the the various mindfulness teachings, the the, the teaching on, I mean, the Charnel Ground sutta for sure is you know mm-hmm. people turning toward death and their fear of death, um, and and generally I think it's also worth, you know, one of the what I often will tell students, you know, the there are many there are, there are many many uh, acronyms for the word fear, um, the most well. <laughs> The most useful one, I think, is false evidence appearing real.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: <laughs> and be- because really, fear has to do with future, generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what may happen, what could happen, what might happen. Mm-hmm. And these are all thoughts. And, we- and they're not necessarily, you know, they're not, there's no evidence yet. <laughs> now, somebody could say, well, climate change is real. I should be afraid of climate change. Well, okay, I suppose, but I mean, is yes, it's real. It's a real thing. It's happening, but it's happening in a way that fear is not going to help us stop it from happening. So it's like we have to, you know, kind of inquire really as to what the fear itself is creating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> when I got this invitation and had to come up with my worst fears, I realized, you know, and and. Uh, you know, I talk about it at times when I hear about people who have been, you know, buried in earthquakes and survived or, you know, horrible, horrible things. And if I'm meditating and I actually bring something like that to my mind, I break out into sweat. Mm. I mean, it's really powerful when you when you kind of imagine that you – and, of course, when we meditate generally, we we are still – you know we aren't forced to be still but stillness happens but if we suddenly think of ourselves as trapped you know that's another matter and nothing has changed other than the thought i'm trapped
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: right and and so how do we work with that and and i think it's a really important emotion to work with i mean it's probably the most important emotion to work with and you know in practice we can we can explore that Pretty deeply, and yet, and, and and this is interesting because you sort of I remember watching uh, the f- long, the documentary about Ram Dass, Fierce Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is somebody who'd been practicing for decades, obviously Ram Dass, and and he had a stroke and and was going into the hospital. <laughs> no, he was in the hospital. He was on his on the gur- gurney that was taking him into the uh, operating room. And, you know, he, re- he realized how frightened he was and, you know, how much work he still had to do mm. around fear. And um, it's like, oh, okay, well, here's somebody who's been practicing for 40 years or whatever, 50 years, and um, still was working with it. So this is an ongoing practice and, then to you know to lighten it up a bit, you know I know that there was this famous study that Harvard did many years ago about what people's biggest fears were. Right, death was number two. Number one was public speaking.
0: Oh yeah, sure, I understand you know. that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, and again, it's like fear of failure. It's fear of making embarrassment. Fear of whatever, right? right. <clears throat> and and it, and it's all projection. Yeah, you know, we don't know. We don't know. Um, stage fright, uh, yeah, you know, is is another one, of course, and and uh, uh, you know, it, it, again, this has to do with fear of the unknown. Fear, you know, it's the false evidence of I'm going to be embarrassed, or I'm going to mm-hmm. fail, or I'm going to forget my line, or I'm going to do this. You know, and it's all where is that coming from? Right? It's coming yeah, from uh, the stories we tell ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we all, I think we so many of us. I, I mean, I certainly. I can say for myself, reflect back upon things that I've feared in my life. And the fact that, you know, the time that I spent fearing them was almost always orders of magnitude, larger, longer and larger than the actual thing itself. Right. You know, you fear something for days, weeks, and then it happens and it's over. And it may have been somewhat unpleasant, but, you know, you sort of get through it in a relatively short period of time. Uh, I mean, I can think of the basal cell carcinoma operations I've had several of them, and you know they're not pleasant uh, because you know you're you're awake and you know they're giving you topical you know anesthesia yeah. anesthesia but you know it's not a hundred percent they do their best and but it's not not a particularly pleasant they're never particularly pleasant yeah but you know of course it helps having gone through them. So that you know more what to expect, and that that's another aspect of fear is, as you say, the unknown. As we get to know something more, we fear it less because even though it, you know, we're more intimately aware of the fact that it may be painful or whatever, we we understand the limits to the to the pain and that it's going right. to be over in a certain period of time, and you know, we we know more of, of what to expect, and and I think the 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 calming. Practices of the Buddha are also very, very important in in dealing with fear. Just generally, I mean, of course, a metta can become and be a calming meditation. But there just are, you know, just the breath. You know, meditating on the breath sure. is yeah, yeah, uh, something that can can help lower the heart rate, and I certainly has helped me. Uh, you know, I mean in the confines of a fearful moment, I, you know, maybe it helps 20%, you know, which is better than nothing, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, Definitely. I think it depends on the situation, of course. And I, I think one of sure. the, you know, a very common thing, just, you know, going back to your, your experience with basal cell carcin- carcinoma, is that what you said? Yeah. huh Right. So it's like, you know, so, you know, we, we have these medical tests, whatever, you know I mean? And, and then, you know, they take a biopsy or whatever and then they send it to the lab and then you're stuck for you know a few days waiting yeah you know to see if what you have is threatening of any sort and there's that there's the fear that i mean fear of the unknown as you say it's like sure it's like and and in those moments in those moments it's really the practice is really powerful because yes the breath will help um but if just, you know, dropping into the body and actually noticing how that fear is felt in the body. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of my teachers, Ajahn Suchido, would say, what does it need? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that fear need? And sometimes all it needs is to be acknowledged. Sometimes it may need the feeling of being held or the notion of holding it. And we can find the parts of our body which are not experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And sort of, you know, go back and forth and eventually, you know, the part that's not a, experiencing the fear, the part that's somewhat uh, resourced and and relaxed can have an impact on the part that is feeling the fear and experiencing the fear. So it takes it out of the thinking mind because the thinking mind is just going to keep it going because we end up proliferating around it. Um, and that, that is particularly true when it comes to something like public speaking or stage fright, you know, because the mind is just saying, you know, you shouldn't be here. You really don't know what you're doing or, you know, all of that. And, and, and then we start questioning ourselves and dealing with the doubt of why are we here? You know, who put up me here? Why, etc. You know, and it's, it's really wild, um, on that front and just kind of seeing how quickly the mind takes over,
0: um, yeah, for me, it's a stage fright. Is as as is about sort of forgetting my lines or whatever. You know, <laughs> it's sort of forgetting what it is that I want to say, and and this happens to me even in daily life that I'll forget a word. I mean, just you know, this has happened to me all my life, and I I forget names. Oh God, um, that's that's you of know? course, but <laughs> and even even like you know the most obvious ones, right? Like like it's not necessarily that some esoteric whatever. It, it may be a name that I you know. Know very well, but just for whatever reason, it's just not right. available to me at that moment. And the higher the stress level, the more that tends to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so that I know, you know, if I'm in a position like giving a public speech, I better have everything written down because otherwise, you know, I'm just going to forget whatever it was. You know, it's just like my mind goes blank. Um, yeah, that's, interesting. that's really my concern more yeah. than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs>
0: You know, and then, you know, we
1: can also think about people who, I'm thinking of, what's his name, Alex Henault, the the free climber, rock climber, Uh Uh solo, uh, free solo, whose movie, the movie Free Solo was about this, you know, wonderful, amazing climber who obviously at some point he, he let go of whatever fear he might have. I mean, some people
0: love the fear. I mean, it's an adrenaline. People get into those. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: and it's you know, I'm sure it. it, There's there's something very beneficial in that, up to a point, I
0: I imagine. So I mean, some people really find I think get energy, real energy out of these kinds of the rush of endorphins or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not in that camp, but I I think people who do those kinds of incredible, you know, aerial stunts or whatever (laughs) are people who. You know, I think th- th- for them, fear is, is more of an opportunity than, <laughs> than a problem, at least
1: yeah. at least in some circumstances. Well, confronting the fear or, or working with the fear or, um, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, and, and you know, and, and in a way, meditation offers us that opportunity without actually having to get up on the rock wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can bring a fear to mind and, and, and take that opportunity to work with it. And sometimes we don't have to bring it to mind. It just immediately comes to our mind, you know, because we're all holding fear in some way or another of something. And, you know, when I teach classes around death and dying or death and aging and illness, it's working with those fears. I think one thing that is really important in all of this is um, sangha, really support, mm, yeah, community, and even... I mean, I know in our morning sangha, the space to meditate sangha, you know, people will bring things in all the time. Like they're about to go in for a procedure or they just, you know, realize they've, you know, been diagnosed with some form of cancer and they want the the support of the community. And all that means is that they wanted to be able to, I mean, often it's just they want to be able to share their fear with the community. And it kind of helps, you know, have the space to put it in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just in that something shifts, you know, there's so much here to, to, uh, really consider, you know, as we're, as we're talking about this. And I mean, I can just speak, sorry, just speak personally, you know, for this surgery, which is coming Mm -hmm. up, which my sangha knows about. And, you know, it's like the number of notes I get and, and, you know, people are willing to sort of support after the process and all of that, you know, it just provides a, a, a place of comfort.
0: Sure. Well, if you need anything from me, you just let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. You're a little far, but yes, I will. You're far, um, but it, you know. It, yeah, I know. I know, and <laughs> it's yeah, and it, it's it's you know, thankfully I have a, you know, a really loving and supportive partner and and that makes all the difference and sure. I would not want to be alone. Yeah. You know, going through a procedure like this cuz it's going to be a, you know, good 2 weeks of recovery, I'm sure. Um, I would think at least you know. <clears throat> yeah. Now it's interesting because I, I was talking to an old friend last night who happens to be a former nurse. Um, and she was a midwife, <clears throat> but you know, as a midwife, you have to go through nursing school and it turned out that when she was doing her surgical rotations in her training, she was, her rotation happened to be in a cardiac unit. So she was like present for many of these procedures and, um, she wouldn't tell me what to expect. <laughs> you know, with the recovery,
0: you know, she Probably said, it, 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 yeah. it,
1: which she said, I, because I know that everybody's different Yeah, exactly. and there's no reason to like get you there. I mean, you know, cause it's not, if I say, well, it's really no big deal, you know, then you're going to be upset if it is a big deal. And if, you know, she didn't say this, this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But if I just say, you know, just, I mean, for me, I'm just open to whatever the, whatever arises and, you know, our, our practice our practice is really, or let's just say freedom <laughs> is being open to the unwanted and being able to hold the unwanted and not push it away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading, I think it was a, oh, yeah, it was a Jane Hirschfield poem about cold water, putting cold water on her face. You know, it's like, learning to want the unwanted or learning to be able to be with the unwanted. And that was part of the practice for her. Right. You know? Not that that's a big deal. And that isn't having to do with fear. It's just like, Oh, the <laughs> surprise of that, you know,
0: surprise. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, it's worth those moments where, you know, we're, ex- we're experiencing the unwanted to actually notice the resistance and really work with the resistance and, not resist that resistance, but open to that resistance, and mm-hmm. what shifts in that moment, and 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 then when we are faced with something that brings fear, you know, we we can we've practiced, right, um, or hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, and hopefully that makes a difference, and and we never know until we're
0: there. Well, exactly, you know, you know I mean, and thing. that's the thing, what you know, these kinds of experiences are that they're. Places where we can really practice, uh, because it's one thing to bring up a fear during your meditation when you're seated, seated comfortably in a nice space and nothing's going to hurt you, and another, another thing to practice with the
1: something actual. that's really in front of you. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: which is, is is quite different. <laughs> quite yeah, different.
1: Yeah, yeah, And that's you know, it's where the rubber meets the road, and and sure, you know, and and also remembering not to give ourselves a hard time if we're afraid. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is hard, you know. And and and
0: reminding ourselves, self compassion,
1: you know. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hard. This is and hard. It also,
0: I think, at least for me, helps to to get to know the the surgeon uh, a bit. I mean, mm. be willing to spend time with them a little bit, um, you know, and get to know them because that that can, at least for me, put me to ease, put yeah. me at ease, because I feel that you know the person who's doing the the work is is friendly and competent and you know is looking out for my best interests yeah, and all the yeah. Rest.
1: <clears throat> i'm pretty confident about that i don't think i'll have time to hang out with him much but <laughs> well, <laughs> but still yeah <laughs> uh the mount sinai cardiac clinic is one of the best in the world so it's uh, sure i think i'm i'm with a good team um mm-hmm. but it's uh and really it's not I, the surgery is the least of my fears mm-hmm. uh, Cause I won't be, a, I won't be around, you know, I'll be out of it anyway. <laughs> so it's, right, right. it's how it is when I get up, get, when sure. I wake up, it's like, oh, that scar wasn't there before.
0: <laughs> right. And so it's, um. Yeah. I mean, I remember when my wife went through some uh, major surgeries many years ago, actually, it was, it was difficult. I mean, and it probably, I mean, I'm not going to say it was as difficult for me as it was for her, but it was, it was difficult for me as well. Um, being the person on the outside who had to right. sort of, you know, be th- live through it all. I mean, and every every experience is different, so you can't really, you know. It, and hers was not, not about the heart at, at all. Right, so It was a right, completely different right. kind of surgery. Yeah, but of still, course, but it's still surgery, you know. It's still major surgery, yeah. And
1: anything can happen, so.
0: Yeah. But she's much better now, and, you know. Yeah, so. I know. It's <laughs> like,
1: I mean, I'm just thankful the technology exists, that they can do what they do. It's kind of mind-blowing, right. actually. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember even how many years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, actually, uh, when my father died. And right yeah, you know, I mean, because he was going into surgery and, you know, it was the best hospital in New England, Mass General at the time. But, you know, the technology was so different in the, in the late 70s even mm. than it is now. I mean, it's just so advanced now what they can see and what they can, uh, what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there'll be a few weeks when when I'm out and and we'll, you know, have some other, I mean, we will have pre-recorded some podcasts, but at some point I'll talk about what it was like. Yeah. (laughs) How I did deal with it. Um, Sure. And if fear actually came up, serious fear. But I I do expect, you know, as they're wheeling me in that I'm going to be practicing pretty strongly. Sure. Uh, Just, you know, being with the body and and staying out of the mind, Mm -hmm. the, the thinking mind. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it's the thinking mind that really creates the fear. Right. Um,
0: does it, does it give, I mean, do you have a symptoms for this that you no. think will be better now? Or, oh, that's or the thing.
1: Office? I was telling people that, because people said, how did you know? And I, I mean, yeah, right. that's a whole other story that it just had to do with having a test and not even about this, but discovering something else. Wow. And this is again the technology. I mean, you do a CAT scan for one thing, and you discover something else, um, right. and that's kind of what happened. But, but in terms of symptoms, I was telling a friend that I won't necessarily know what symptoms I had until after the surgery when I realized, <laughs> oh, suddenly I have a lot more energy.
0: Ah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you know,
1: I, I just don't know because I don't feel yeah. like I'm. It's not like I have any sort of cardiac sense that anything's wrong. You know, the doctor heard a heart murmur and then from the heart murmur you get to an echocardiogram and then in the echocardiogram they discover something and then you get another test and they reconfirm that what they discovered was true. And then right. you have another doctor, di- you know, you see another doctor and they confirm the same sure. thing. And, you know, this is not an unusual thing. We're recording this, right, a few weeks after that incident with the, the Buffalo Bills football player who had that heart attack on the field, you know, and it was yeah, just terrible. like… Yeah, terrible, yeah. He's fine now, but it's, it's, uh, or hopefully he's fine. I mean, he's come out, come through everything, but that was a very different. It's, it sounded like there were certain things that happened just at the right time to create that scenario. Right. Um, which is kind of mind blowing, actually. <laughs> but that's life. You know, it's like, we don't know. At any moment that could happen. And, and this is another reason to practice. It's like, can we be awake in every moment and, and appreciate every moment because we don't know what's going to happen in the next moment.
0: Well, and I mean, the first noble truth uh, yeah. in- involving,
1: yeah. you know, il-
0: old age, illness and death. Um, so we all have to face this in one way or another, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. at certain points in our lives. So yeah. it's good to be, it's good to be prepared for it. For sure.
1: For sure. And I'll have more to talk about after the, the procedure.
0: And, right. Uh, and I imagine we'll take a couple of weeks off of, of the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. These recording. But podcasts, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll or be, you you'll be, a, you can
1: invite a guest doc. I won't be, <laughs> happy, <you laughs> that's <know>. all right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, and you know, if you have any ways that you've been working with fear or you found that your practice has helped with fear, please write us, let us know, at in the Dharma.com. Leave a and, comment. Uh, and you could buy some coffee while you're at it, you know, help support the show and, and uh, I don't keep, know how much John coffee. Keep John awake after his. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much coffee they'll, they'll probably say, Oh, go off coffee for a week. <gasps> what a thought. <laughs> um, yeah. You'll be back. Uh,
0: you'll be back to it.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: thanks for listening. Doug, we'll see you next time. Uh, yeah. Or I'll hear from you when I'm recovering somehow. and We'll uh, be in touch for sure. Okay. All right, take care, friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at digginthedharma.com where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaron.net and Doug at dugsdharma.com.